Welcome to the Inglecast. This week we're going to be answering a pretty uh, relevant question in the game industry right now, which is, is VR going to be terrible? So I'm Tom. I'm John. And I'm Joe. Okay, so last week obviously was E3, and there was lots of stuff in the press about it, but one article that I came across was... Uh, I think it was in The Verge or TechCrunch or something like that, and it was, I've played PlayStation VR, and all of the games were massively disappointing. And the writer was basically saying, here is VR for the masses in a box. You just buy it, plug it into your PlayStation, and it works, which is a huge deal. But all the games were sort of standing in one place, throwing fireballs at a fixed target. They all sounded like Wii games. They all sounded like Kinect games. And he was saying, oh, I'm actually a bit disappointed. And that made me think, oh, yeah, the problem with VR is you can't move around, just like Kinect just like Move, just like all of these other things we've been told are going to be the revolution in gaming. So that made me think, for the first time, I think, oh, VR's going to be rubbish, isn't it? I guess HTC Vive is trying to be the exception to that and that they're trying to design more room-based experiences. So you can sort of move around with it like a five-foot yeah, square. Yeah, I, I, I like the idea of VR being one of these exciting things you do at a theme park or something where they have an amazing setup um i read a i I read a wired article about a technology called something like redirected walking or something that it puts you in this world and it subtly shifts the rotation as you walk so you think you're walking in a straight line but actually it's directing you away from walls. Right, so you're walking around in a circle. Right, so you you can... think you're crossing a desert. Exactly, which is incredible if it works, because Mm. then you literally have a space with no limits. Mm. How big does the room have to be there? Yeah, well, Well, this is is why it has to be a sort of a theme park experience, because uh, you can't do that at home. But if you can't do it at scale, then... Yeah, right, exactly. I mean, the business model's flawed, for sure. Yeah, right, okay, okay. Um, Yeah. Because, I mean, I've been saying for a while now that the only VR... G- if I had to make a VR game, if someone put a gun to my head and said, make a VR game, well, I, I would get shot. But Because uh, <laughs> I don't know how to make a VR game. But if I really had to, then I would make Ironside the game where you are a detective in a wheelchair. Because if you're in a wheelchair, then all of the controls in a VR setup make perfect sense. Like, that does exist, though, doesn't it? I swear somebody is making that. Detective I'm, in a wheelchair? Detective in a wheelchair, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they were. It's not a revolutionary thought. But, like... Is the promise if the promise of VR is to explore freely within a world? Is it really yes. so? I, I haven't tried uh, enough VR experiences, but it, is it really so bad to use a controller with a headset? So no, it just you feels use the thumbstick. It just, just doesn't. But does it not just feel like immersive at least? I guess there was someone talking about alien isolation in VR and saying that they could crouch down behind things and then peek through cracks. Mm-hmm. And like, sort of, because they could move their head around. And I yeah, thought, actually, that was, that was interesting. Being able to move your head around to get different lines of sight is quite mm. an interesting mm. mechanic. But it is a really very sub-mechanic. It's the hiding in the laundry basket yeah. game. <laughs> like, yeah. There's only so much yeah, of that you yeah. can do. I think the thing that I've been... So I've been pretty sceptic, I guess is the word, for a while when it comes to VR. Just because I'm not entirely sure what we're meant to do with it. Like, I think for me, the, the metric of any interesting... Uh, piece of hardware is that enables new software and I'm not really sure what software VR enables. It's essentially a nicer screen that right, requires so a lot of hassle. It's that problem of not very many people are going to make 
VR specific games because any VR specific game can always be downgraded to a normal console game where you just control the camera right. and then yeah. you might as well make that game really good because it's going to sell to more people yes absolutely I mean I've got a projector at home and I'm if I'm going to play uh, Uncharted I'd much rather play it on the projector but ultimately I can't always be bothered and it's the same so yeah. I could play was it E Valkyrie in VR and I'm sh- like uh, yeah it probably let's say it's, it's just a better game if I play it in VR but at the same time I can play it without VR, presumably, because it will sell them way more copies. And I don't need to invest in all this hardware. And I'm having a very marginally worse experience. I probably won't even notice when I'm playing it, right? That, mm. it's, that I'm having a worse time. I, I definitely understand where you're coming from, but I'm not 100% convinced. I do feel like VR can really adds so much to the sense of immersion and presence that it feels like genuinely a new experience. And perhaps it's stronger for some games than other, like others. Like if you were to... I know there's been some platform games that have been developed in VR, and I don't really know how those feel, but I do feel like um, maybe first-person games in a certain context just are just way, way better in VR. And maybe, maybe, but maybe it really is just like hardware upgrade though maybe maybe you're right maybe playing a racing game in vr is just genuinely the better way to play but then that's just like buying a steering wheel for your playstation the weirdest thing for me is that the experiences i can see working best in vr are probably quite calm they're quite simple Mm. they're they're not too stressful and they're very yeah first person exploring so they're basically walking simulators like i think i could probably play everyone's gone to the rapture in vr and really enjoy it because that seems to be what it's sort of more like interactive theater in a way right yeah yeah. Mm. just exploring fictional spaces Mm. i guess the other game that i've heard is a fantastic in vr is fantastic contraption and i think that is an example of a game that is just much better and actually possible in VR because you need to be able to visualise the space and build these machines that are sitting right next to you and look around them and really interact with them directly. Mm. Um, And I can definitely imagine that that just doesn't really work in um, non-VR because it's just way too fiddly and you don't have the sense of depth Mm. and all of these things. I think that's true. I think my argument that there aren't any new games that VR is enabling. I think, yeah, I think that's the one genre. So there's games like Job Simulator as well, where you are sort of cast in different roles and it's very hands-on, like explicitly hands-on. And again, they use the Vive to its full potential. I think that is definitely one area that wouldn't work outside of VR. Mm. Um, I think my worry with that genre, I mean, I can't say because I haven't actually played any of them and it's way too early to tell if as a genre it will work or not, but it feels like it's limiting. I'm not entirely sure where the game is, like, it sounds mm. like a really cool gimmick that I would play for maybe an hour or two, and I could see myself having fun with Fantastic Contraption. But would you go back to it time right. and time again? Would I play it I, I think there's also there's the rest of the hardware problem, that, like, if you're playing a game which is about manipulating stuff that doesn't exist, how mm. are you going to pick it up? Well, I guess that's why... In a way that feels smooth and intuitive and immersive. Both HTC Vive and Oculus have come up with these uh, physical hand... Yeah, they're sort of handy, wandy, thumb-y. And I haven't tried those. No, indeed. I I don't know what they're like, but I can imagine there's a little bit of an element of feeling like you're playing a world whilst wearing boxing gloves and trying to pick things up. Yeah, I, I think people who've used them say it is like night and day. Like, it really does 
allow you to feel more immersed in the world be because you can world. actually touch it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I guess since this is Inkle's podcast, we should talk about storytelling, right? Right. Yeah. Now, this is the big one for me, is that uh, some people have said, you know, well, VR storytelling is going to be amazing. And I just think, well, we haven't really got the hang of storytelling in, <laughs> like, normal first-person games. Like, when I'm in a first-person game, I generally can't say anything. I'm completely, totally mute. All my character is talking for me. And in VR, surely that's only going to be worse. Like, mm. when you walk up to a character who doesn't react to your presence at all... We were just playing Mirror's Edge before this single cast came on. I walked past a human being who watched me with their eyes, but may, didn't move their mouth. I don't think they could move their mouth. They, <laughs> the kids have no mouth geometry. And I sort of jumped up and down in front of them, and they just bounced their head up and down, watching me go up and down. And that's kind of what we expect from characters yeah. in video games, is that they're sort of mannequins. And in VR, surely that's going to get significantly worse yeah. without any so, hope of being better. Um, Rob Morgan, who is uh, the partner of uh, Meg Giants, <laughs> who we know well, um, who we know well, um, he gave a great well, he gave great GDC talks this year as well. But last year, I remember a particular section where he was because he's he's an expert um, in VR and storytelling. Um, and he was talking about all of these new issues that you get in VR with characters that when you have this sense of presence, like you're really sitting next to a character, body language becomes really important. Mm. And by doing a few simple little things in um, an NPC's body language and the way they react to you can be really powerful. I remember him saying something about personal space. Like yes, exactly. Did, like make you give them personal space mm. so you can't walk straight up to them and like, be mm. right. He's. I think he said that's what all players do is they get right up in the face of a character to see yeah. what that character will do. Exactly. Exactly. I wonder if you can gesture back. This is probably going off topic, but can I get into a conversation that's so good with an AI that I'm holding these Vive controllers and I'm gesturing wildly at them to try? I'm saying go over there. <laughs> you're you're playing like an Italian driver. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Huge big arm gesture. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I'd love that if that would. If I actually felt that that's something that, like, uh, that's, I think that's when I'm breaking the holodeck, is when I can gesture and it works, or I feel I should gesture. But there's no, I can't see myself I, I mean, doing I like the idea of being able to wave to someone across the room and have them wave back. Yeah, that's nice. That's a good thing. I feel the kind of muteness that I'd have from not being able to say anything to these people would be a really strong, uncanny valley. I guess that's, um, I don't know whether this is true, but it's the psychological theory that, uh, um, you really build up a rapport with someone if you mirror their body language. I don't know whether that's pop psychology or whether that's really true, but mm. you can imagine if AI was somehow able to do that to some extent, then you might somehow mm. have a heightened sense of Very. relationship with an AI character. I wonder how much more aware of it you'd be in VR as well, because yeah. you're explicitly looking at... You're not talking to a person, you're talking to a computer, and you're very aware of that when you're playing a game. Like That's mm. why you jump up and down, because you know that yeah. You, know, you, you know they're going to bop their head. Yeah. If they started mirroring you with your hands, like, do you think you'd notice? <laughs> I think there's, there would be a really strong uncanny valley effect because we're so tuned to people's physical behaviour that as soon as an AI just gets it 1% wrong... Yeah. But that, uh, that, that is going to be all the time. Yes. Like, it doesn't matter what you do, pretty much. It's yeah. always going to be getting it wrong. Yeah. Like, I kind of feel like the VR experiences that will work will be the person is talking to you over a headset. Yes, like exactly. Like Firewatch will be exactly. like, Firewatch VR probably makes sense. In a yeah. Way, yeah. Um, yeah. 
It just seems, again, really limited. Like, yeah. we're going to put ourselves in this world, but you've got to be in a wheelchair and you've got to be talking to someone over a radio. But then, isn't this basically the same problem that we've had in all video games so far? You, you can only interact uh, with people or with the world in the way that a, a controller allows you to do. Yeah, but I think the, there's something about the, the desire for more immersion being driven by hardware rather than by the human being. Like, I think all of us, when we played Monkey Island or whatever, when we were 12, were hugely immersed in those games, not because Mm. the interface was good, but because the interface was very clear, it was very explicit, and we did the imaginative work. Yeah. Like, just as when I go to the theatre, I can be in the Scottish Highlands with Macbeth, and it doesn't bother me at all Mm. that I'm not. Like... The, the more and more we do on a hardware side to try and immerse you fully, the more and more the human being is going, well, I've yeah. got no room to, to do the job yeah. that I need it's, to do. It's here. the kind of the Scott McCloud understanding comics thing of the more you abstract a character, the more empathy you'll feel for it because it, it, it starts working at a much more emotional level and the more you have a really realistic... Right. A realistically drawn character, the less that's left for the human imagination. Mm. Which is probably true of like most Hollywood blockbusters at the moment that are big special effects, cam bam wallop. Right, but that's that's interesting because we all TV and film feels like one of the biggest, most kind of mass market forms of media, and they're kind of the polar opposite in that they leave nothing to the imagination, really. I don't know. I mean, film is a very... Compared with reading, at least. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. When you look at a film, it it is a very associative piece of work, actually. You'll get Mm. kind of a close-up of Tom Cruise's face and a a shot of a car driving off down a road. And we, the viewer, are going, oh, he's upset because his wife's in that car Mm. and she's going away. Right. And the music is there and the cuts are there, but it's all giving us clues, but we're actually assembling it in our heads. And that's what engages us. Maybe VR is similar. Like, it seems like it's just trying to kind of tell us absolutely everything and not leaving anything to the imagination but maybe it's such a nascent art form that we haven't found the gaps for it to leave yet oh, maybe i slightly feel like that the same is true of the third person action adventure and it's still not been solved but <laughs> yeah you could be right i mean the other thing I, i'm looking forward to is lots of vr games where you don't know what's going on because you were looking the wrong way at the time was there anything we're looking forward to anyway in vr I kind of want to go like underwater diving. I want to underwater yeah, dive nice. around a lot. I think of I think journey like games that, um, that are as pretty as Uncharted or something. I I think I would enjoy that. Yeah, I think I would. I think I would. But at the same time, maybe they're inherently limited in that you need some kind of goal or antagonist or something just to. Make it feel more than a five-minute, oh, I enjoyed being in this space for five minutes. Mm. I want to play something for a, a longer period of time. But I think I'm, yeah, I think I'm only going to be interested in exploring space-type games. I can't imagine myself playing something with sort of human characters or with an... I, I can't imagine playing something like Life is Strange in VR. Yeah, sure, And having that make sure. any sense. But I am, I am genuinely excited about games like Fantastic Contraption, where it is just really... Just spatial gameplay. Um, yeah, yeah. Real toys, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Oh right. Well, I guess we'll have to follow it and see how it develops. Okay, that was more yeah. positive than I expected. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.